0: Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon folk rap records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gubshoe Strat, Epic and Introducing the Ghost a fantastic new record from Rob Crooks You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com Hey folks, this is Sean Burns inviting you to join me every Tuesday from 11am to 1pm on Boots & Saddle your humble home of honky-tonk and beautiful country music by beautiful country music singers on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Stream live or download archives from ckuw.ca or the TuneIn Radio app. Archived episodes also available on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts.
1: Get up off your ass and get up on the
0: Welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, we're trying something a little different today. You know, usually doing these Zoom calls, it's been kind of a one-on-one or you know talking to two people. But this is most of a band here, right? I mean, is this the whole band, or are we missing someone? Missing a drummer. Okay, okay. That's uh, but it's I mean, it's it's a it's an adventurous uh, attempt here at trying to talk to four different people who are kind of in the same place <laughs> but on separate devices. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> It should work, but even despite all that, I'm happy to have you guys on the show because it's been a while. I think the last time uh, we did a Bloodshots episode was it's gotta be three or four years ago now. It's 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 been a while. Oh yeah, and so I mean a lot of things have happened since then. Uh, you know the the band's lineup has changed. Um, you got some exciting news about you know signing with a label and new stuff coming out. But before we get into any of that, let's just start by uh, going around kind of the. The group here and identifying who you are what you do in the band and then listeners can put a name to the voice so cj let's start with you
2: uh okay i'm cj i uh yell at people and uh make noise with a guitar cool
0: yeah who's next
2: it looks like you you're highlighted green (laughs) introduce yourself sam i'm sam this is my (laughs) show
0: uh let's just go over to orvis you want to introduce yourself here (laughs) kind of the musical director. Okay. Everybody the knows their parts. Yeah. Cool, cool. And then what about you guys? All right, I'm Garrett. I play the bass.
3: And I'm Keith. I play uh, guitar.
0: Awesome. Okay, so like I said, last time you were on the show, uh, it wasn't even the same lineup here. And, you know, things have definitely changed considerably since then in terms of, you know, the direction you guys are going, what you have coming out. So, assuming that was four years ago, I didn't look it up to see when it was, but let's just assume it was four years ago. What has kind of happened since then? I mean, you know, at that point you were, uh, you had released uh, an EP, you were coming off that uh, award nomination and, you know, you were excited about that. And so what's happened since then? Because I know there's a lot. Um,
2: yeah. So we had some lineup changes. Uh, We had our, um, we had our old drummer who, uh, you know, sometimes life gets in the way of a hobby and, You know, he just couldn't do it anymore. So um, we parted with him and we brought in um, Jared Masters on drums, who is probably uh, elbows deep in a turkey right now. (laughs) Uh, And we added uh, Orvis for his uh, disgusting guitar (laughs) leads. And me, Keith and Garrett still, still going strong, burning it at both ends. Nice. You know it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so i guess the most uh, the newest news right is that you guys you guys are signed now you have a label you're working with
2: yeah so we what, uh how did that happen? we signed with um so we since the last time we were on uh your show we basically played tirelessly yeah yeah for sure <laughs> you guys were over. always playing yeah yeah uh, and then out west out east and we made some friends in the uh you know in the you know, whatever scene. And one of the bands that we really hit it off with, with was uh, an Australian band called the lazies. Okay. And uh, they're, um, they're pretty big in Canada. They're signed to, they were at the time signed to uh, the same label as us. And, um, you know, they, they kind of were doing a bit of scouting and stuff and we're back. And uh, I was uh, emailing with the, uh, the guy who runs the label down in Sydney, and, uh, you know, back and forth for a while and, uh, it just, uh, you know, a, a deal came out of it and we took a good, you know, I don't know, what did you guys say? Like a month to mull it over. We had a l- couple lawyers look at, you know, some stuff.
0: Oh, and, really? Right? Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah, we just were like, you know what? <laughs> what else are we going to do with this, right? So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost an interesting thing to do in this day and age. I mean, obviously, you know, every band wants to wants to be signed by someone and have, you know, but so many people are just doing it completely DIY, like you guys were doing before, you know, before this point. And it almost seems like, you know, for a lot of bands, depending on what style of music you're playing, at uh, what stage of your career you're at, a lot of people, they're not even thinking about that. Like, they're just kind of skipping over the yeah. label part entirely. So I guess, what was the, what was kind of the, the driving, uh, decision maker for you guys to, to go ahead and do that rather than just keep sticking it out on your own. Cause like you said, you were touring, you were playing some pretty big shows and that was all DIY, right? Yeah.
2: You know, it, me and uh, me and Garrett actually had like a conversation back, I guess. Cause we signed in, what was it? March or something. Um, just saying like, you know, maybe we've gotten this thing as far as we're going to get it on our own. we could use a little backing, a little support, you know, and uh, that was a big contributing factor to uh, us signing with it because okay. you know it's it's a lot of work and especially when you're it's 2020 you got to be working like seven jobs right now to <laughs> stay afloat. It's true, so. it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I guess you guys are in a position too, right? Where, I mean, you're a band that has a very marketable sound. Like, you're, you're the type of band that could very easily end up on radio, a, on mainstream radio, without without much, uh, you know, like, you wouldn't have to change what you do. I mean, you, you play, so being signed to a label kind of almost makes more sense for you guys because you are, I, th- I think anyway, and I think it's a good thing, that you are very marketable. Like, people could easily latch onto your sound. And it, you're not playing a niche genre where, you know, yeah. you're, you're you're playing the potentially 20 people and that's it because you're doing something weird like you guys are you know playing i don't know what you would call it but fairly straight ahead rock and roll you know to the point where it's i think it's you can attract a wide audience with it
2: yeah that's that's been our hope anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> well what is this um you know that's obviously exciting news and and it's, it's good to hear but what has this pandemic been for you guys like how have you dealt with the kind of uh you know being a band where you obviously the main money makers playing shows, selling merch, things like that. And there's no shows for anyone. Like i has it been, it's obviously been difficult because it's been difficult for everyone, but how have you guys sort of dealt with that as a group? Um,
2: you know, we, in the spring I had booked a ton of shows. We had like two in Winnipeg, one in Brandon, uh, I think you Regina, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Maybe one more Alberta date. I can't remember it, but I was I was just booking it, you know, as I went, and um, I had guarantees from all these shows, and it was just it was looking really good, and then fucking pandemic. <laughs> who who had global pandemic for twenty yeah, twenty? Yeah, yeah. So that canceled all that shit out, and um, one thing that uh, I. Really pushed was you know merch, trying to sell shirts online and whatever. And I was doing curbside drop-offs and whatever. You know, I was whatever I could do to get some money back in the band account, um, and uh, you know, try to stay afloat. Um, I know uh, Orvis picked up a ton of shows here, there, wherever he could, you know, to get some you know money going for himself and um. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking five beds. Are you seriously a five beds? Musician,
0: um, probably like seven. Holy shit! That's a... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it we could never... be eight if you needed someone tonight. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's still
0: early. It's still early, right? Yes, it's only ten o'clock. You got time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, have you guys been able to rehearse and stuff? I mean, you know, before, until, until now? Like, is it, have you been able to get together and actually, like, work on, on your craft during this time? I think
3: it was yeah. like a couple of months where not too much happened. Yeah. But, yeah. And then eventually started to, um, things kind of calmed down a bit. We started to get together again. We did a couple of Facebook live shows.
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
3: Were all right, yeah.
2: What? Yeah, we had power come out when we after we signed the deal. I guess they were really looking for something to do because the world was shut down. We were looking for something to do, so we just kind of struck a you know made it made a plan, and they came out to our rehearsal space, and we did a Facebook Live with them. Yeah. so that was really cool. That um, was fun, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
3: That, that was bad. great. It was almost like a show, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> had a couple of beers and had them come out. So that was that was fun it was kind of like a show so it felt good to do
0: that yeah but... well I- i've talked to a lot of people on this on this podcast who oh, have yeah, been doing this the power those. went out the power went out really at the power show <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is somewhat ironic yeah. of it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I-, I was gonna say i you know over the course of doing these interviews over the pandemic because as you obviously know i can't do them in person because you know this shit is happening um I've had a lot of people talking about these Facebook Live things and that as an option for for doing shows, and a lot of people are just burned out on them because a lot of people have been doing them like kind of week after week to just sort of get something happening. Like, yeah, how, how do you feel about doing that show when there's not necessarily an audience right in front of you, but you know people are watching? Is it like, is it the same vibe or does it feel kind of off? It uh, feels off, um,
2: but it's it's still playing. You know, like the whole thing with the world right now is it is what it is. And it's not just for, you know, obviously for music, it's for everything. But um, there's a lot of people, rightfully so, there's a lot of complaining and a lot of whatever, but there's, you know, there's still ways to get out there and do things. You just got to adapt and figure out how to do it for now. You know,
3: like this isn't forever. We hope so. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No like kidding. it was <laughs> fingers crossed yeah, yeah it was something fun to do like is it the same as playing a club show or anything like that no it isn't but it's still it was still a good time so yeah i don't we we take it like that so
0: no fair enough fair yeah. enough yeah we
2: did a festival d- that was down in latelier called the
3: ah uh, yes that was great
2: the hell's it called bankside festival okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh that was a really good live stream show a lot of fun uh it was uh our Buddies in uh, Roddy Ladderbrook and yep. the uh, Electric Northern Royals, and our our buddies Dead Levy from Saskatchewan, and um, that one had a lot of views, and it was it was festival atmosphere still, you know, and um, that one was kind of cool. It was lit up, so you couldn't really tell that the field was empty, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that one. Well, I guess with that too, it's like a pro shot. Uh, Full set, right? So you can at least use that as like kind of yeah. a calling card when you're trying to book shows for whenever this shit ends, right? You can be like, "Look at this here's here's us live, and it's it's recent at least, and it's it's recorded properly, yeah. right?" Yeah, and it
3: yeah. kicks. The production ass, quality yeah. was was awesome. Like they they really took good care of us and everything like that, and yeah. and it was a lot of fun. Again, not the same as playing to you know yeah people, but it was still like a really good time. So we we take it as it is, right?
0: Yeah. So. Uh, Obviously, no one knows when this is going to end, and when show I know shows are kind of happening sporadically here and there at some venues. But what is your what is your plan once things get back to some semblance of normal? Do you guys have an idea of what you want to be doing? Like, are you going to go right out and start touring again, or do you want to take it slow, or what are you hoping to do?
2: Well, we have um, like one of the things that was really enticing about signing with the label was that they were offering tour support. Nice, and, and that you know the guy said, you know, you pop out a single, he's like, if it catches on in Spain or the UK, whatever, he goes, guess where you're going. Yeah, yeah. So we, we were pretty fucking excited for that, right? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully after all of this is said and done, um, that's still on the table? Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that will be but awesome. Yeah. Until, until then, they've kind of we had the idea to record um, an album, like a, or an EP. Even originally, they they liked our EP that we put out back when, and okay. um, they they were really interested in our back catalog, and they wanted us to do some uh, like revamping of the tunes, and you know, make them a little more like m- for now. And you know, so we we actually did go. Uh, we went in the studio with. Uh, our good buddy JP Peters again, cool. and uh, we, we rewrote one of our old songs, and that single is going to be out November. Nice already, so that and it'll be our first single under the label under Golden Robot Records. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing until then is just recording singles and releasing singles, okay. really, because i mean what's the point in anything else really (laughs) right like let's go record a 12 song album that we can't fucking sell anywhere (laughs)
1: let's do it
0: yeah Well, and then there's also the whole like the un- weird reality that like singles are for how a lot of people consume music like just just entirely right. There's a lot of people out there who they don't they're not going to buy an album. They're just going to buy the the song they want or Spotify the song they want or whatever. And that's uh, it's so strange. It's I, I'm too old to to understand it, but <laughs> it's the way it's the way uh, the world now. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is strange. I don't like
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
2: it is what it is. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. So I mean, like. How, you mentioned earlier, you know, if you guys say you hit in Spain or you hit in the UK or whatever, that's where that's where you want to go. That makes complete sense, but have you had, um... Like, do you have audiences elsewhere? Just based on the fact that your music's been online and people from anywhere in the world can check you out. Do you know, have you had feedback from people in other countries or other parts of the, of, the, of Canada even, or the states, that, that have been into your stuff?
2: Yeah, when we put that EP up digitally, yeah. um... Uh, about whatever it was, like you said, four years ago or something. I don't know. Um, like <laughs> yeah, who's counting yeah. anymore? Time doesn't, time doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we we did. We started getting a lot of feedback. There was um, France. Okay. Uh, we got a few messages from France, Australia, which is kind of ironic because that's where the label is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was what was the? There was a guy in Switzerland that was like. Sending me videos of him um, playing our tune in his shop. He had some kind of like auto body shop or something. I was like, oh, right on, man. Couldn't understand a word he was saying, <laughs> but I was like, right on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we got a little bit of some feedback from other parts. So, that was cool to see.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Uh, what do you think? I mean... Who- I don't know if I asked you this last time, it's been a few years, so whatever, I'll ask it again. But like, who, who, who do you think your audience is for this? I mean, are you going for as wide an audience as possible? Or do you have someone in mind, like, as far as what kind of sounds they're into, that would be into your stuff? Or are you trying to make it as as palatable to, like, you know, big tent kind of rock audience? Whoever likes that. rock yeah. and
3: roll, really. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we, we have that idea where we tailor music to a specific audience sure. or demographic or anything like that. It's just... Yeah kind of play music we like and bang crash rock and roll and yeah. any listener that wants to like yeah it. And anybody who likes rock and roll really
0: yeah, so, yeah yeah well that's that's good i mean that's like that's the best way to get a, the largest possible listenership right and and the one thing i appreciate about you guys too is that you know there's a lot of bands doing that band crash rock and roll stuff but a lot of them are just like playing with just shitty butt rock you know like <laughs> you guys are at least actually good like <laughs> whatever it is you're 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 putting into that kind of straight ahead rock and roll you know whatever other influences are going in there I think anyway as someone who doesn't typically listen to that kind of straight ahead stuff I like what you're doing there's obviously some grunge stuff coming in there and there's, there's, there's some other things floating around and it's coalescing into something that is kind of like mainstream but also unique if that makes sense
2: yeah, uh, fucking motion light went off. <laughs> uh,
0: there
2: we go. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely all bring um our influences together, and it's, you know, we start rehearsing, we start a, with a riff or whatever, or a beat, and it just turns into blood shots right away. <laughs> it's not like we try to make it sound like that; it just does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's well you've been at this for a long time, right? Like how long has the band in some form or, or another been around? Uh twenty thirteen. Okay. So it's yeah, it's long enough to definitely have developed one would hope anyway, <laughs> developed your own style yeah. and your own sound and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean um as as far as um kind of new stuff, like with people who've heard the, the the old EP, how different does the stuff you're working on now sound? Like is it still very much in the same vein or with time and with lineup changes and stuff, has it has it changed noticeably? Like to you guys, as as the musicians. With the new stuff, it's um, it's a lot more robotic I think, because yeah, we've
2: got five guys, and we all kind of know what we're like the.
3: A lot more going on.
2: uh, Yeah, the original songs we had were very just, you know, uh, catchy riff driven and um, attention grabbing. But when we added, uh, even with the new drummer, like he just brought like a different style. Okay. And uh, you know, you could feel it right away. He just had like different groove with different things we were doing, but. Uh, it still stuck with our main sound and then uh, adding Orvis was just um, took it to the next level like uh, me and Orvis have actually been uh, playing in bands longer than Bloodshots have been around so we had this we have this chemistry naturally and uh, I've always wanted to you know uh, have him uh, be a part of the band one way or another so when, when I had a chance to add him it was a no brainer for me yeah And uh, he he's just in he's one of my favorite guitar players. So he's in my band. So that's cool. cool,
3: Uh, (laughs) It makes it more uh, like there's more layer to it too. Now that there's five and with like Orvis's leads, there's it's more sophisticated. There's a lot more kind of going on with it. So that that has kind of definitely changed from the first EP, where it's just kind of like it was pretty basic when you listen to it bass you know, drums like guitars the singing has gone like the singing has gone higher like we can harmonize with each other. cool so, you know, yeah
2: i don't have, have to, give us to kind of it like, uh,
0: yeah, yeah yeah cool some major wind noises going on there. <laughs> um, so like, Hold on, maybe I can. No, it's cool. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. good. It, it'll work out. It'll work out. <laughs> um, so, like, like you mentioned earlier, like you know, it, 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 there's, there's more going on now in this stuff. Is it more technically complex, or is it just more kind of layered? Like I know you said layered earlier as 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 sort of a way to describe it. But in terms of the actual playing, is is it more complicated? Is it more involved, or is it just that there's more people doing more on top of each other?
3: Yeah,
2: way more a little, complex. Little bit
3: a little more complex yeah it's more yeah. Uh, more layers and more com- yeah has it's like Dream complex. Theater yeah
0: yeah <laughs> 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 none of you have a long enough ponytail for it to be Dream Theater though you need some guy with just like a giant <laughs> oh, ponytail oh we're working
3: on it yeah <laughs> we can work on that oh, yeah. yeah
0: we're pushing real hard yeah you need a keyboard too <laughs> yeah. you're missing one of those weird little keyboards that yeah it does the symphony sounds and stuff <laughs> it's awesome oh it's not
3: weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I have to say Dream Theater gets brought up Like way more than I ever thought They would on this podcast It's not the first time Someone has mentioned Dream Theater I don't know why Like just for some reason This in 2020 People keep making Dream Theater references And it's kind of awesome <laughs> Oh super are coming back baby <laughs> <laughs> Like with the new songs They're Like the, the idea Is to keep it simple I think the arrangements Are a little more complex Oh yeah like the music, and then if, if you got a simple bed,
2: then you can kind of use that as a springboard to make the song more interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like add a lead part here, uh, do vocal harmonies. So that's a kind of context.
3: Rad. Sure. Sure. Like the songs are straight-ahead rock. Yeah, yeah. Agreed.
0: Uh, have you done that to the yeah. older songs too? Have you gone back and kind of like added those layers to the older material oh, as well? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're, they're a little bit more... There's more added towards those, too. Cool. Yeah. And it's,
2: com- it's coming along real nicely. Like, we have the one, um, the single that's coming out in November um, called No Way Out. Um, that's a remodeled old song. And then uh, we have a couple new ones that we're going to work on. But then we're also going to dip back into the catalog again and... Uh, and you know revamp one of the old popular tunes again and uh it's 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 fun because you know we, we like playing the songs still like we're not tired of them That's and good. yeah and just with with adding new parts and you know cutting out this and uh shortening this or you know doing whatever just changing a little bit about the arrangement and the feel it just make it just kicks ass cool we're loving it
0: Is it um, like, is it easier? Are you able to pull this off live? I mean, you know, a lot of the time when bands are adding more layers and more complexity, it sounds awesome on the recordings, but then like it just adds an extra level of difficulty live that maybe can't happen. Like, do you feel like in your um, current iteration of the band, you guys can can handle the the extra level of difficulty or complexity? Fuck,
3: I think. Well, we was... are a live band. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't sure, do yeah, yeah. too many things in the studio that is so out of bounds. We're a live alive band we're a club band right? yeah so sure it's not sure. gonna be anything too out of bounds where we do something in the studio that we don't do, do live. live it might sound a bit different just because that's the nature of recording yeah. versus live music but we're not making sergeant peppers yet yeah yeah Like,
0: yeah
3: it's still so straight it's still so straight ahead so
0: sure sure but that's cool. That's, I think that's the best kind of band too where you can you can see them live and then listen to the record and it's essentially you're getting the same thing and it's not like a disappointment either way, right? You don't want to take someone's album home after seeing them live and listen to it and it's like, what is this? <laughs> this isn't even remotely yeah. what I heard or vice versa. Like, you know, you listen to some record and it's, it's got...
3: not... a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... <laughs> I think you guys are established enough, though, right, that you have, like, people know who the Bloodshots are, like, in Winnipeg and elsewhere in Manitoba, too, especially, and then, you know, you've obviously been making an effort to get the get the word out and get the name known and the songs known uh, across the country, so do you feel like you have a, a fairly strong kind of a hold on your audience locally? Like, do you have a, a good crowd that comes out uh, and supports you guys on a regular basis?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, we've kind of been um, lucky like that, where... I can remember when we, you know, started, and even two years in, and we we're like, "Ah, let's go do this show." And there's, you know, three people, yeah, and you in the background, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it just, you know, a lot of people will get discouraged by that, but you got to just keep working your craft, right? Because it you can only get better with time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You hope and, so. And, anyway, uh, it's pretty uh, bad if you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we've definitely got um, a solid following where, you know, you can just post a show and go to it, not have to force tickets down people's throat. You yeah, know?
0: yeah. It's a good place to be in.
2: Yeah. Winnipeg's still kind of weird, though, like that, you know, with, uh, I don't know, hit or miss, sometimes you'll have a show and there's like, Oh fuck, there's 150 people here. Yeah. And then you'll play another one, you know, a couple a months later or weeks later or whatever, and it's six.
0: <laughs> and there's no there's no explanation for it either, right? It's like one of those weird things no. where yeah, yeah. It could yeah. be even a better lineup and you still have the six people. I for sure. Yeah. It's, I think that's a universal <laughs> Winnipeg thing.
2: Yeah. It is. One of the guys in Jet said satellite was actually we were talking they were at that festival mm-hmm. too. And uh they we, we that was one of the co- conversations we had he uh he was saying he's like winnipeg is also the weirdest city in winnipeg for live music he's like it can be like a packed house and it's like wow this city rules what a good scene and then you could go to another show the next night and you're like how does this place afford to stay open
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty weird <laughs> So for people, I mean, again, hopefully people listening to this episode have heard you guys before and they're already fans of your music and they want to hear what you guys are up to. But if they're hearing you for the first time, what's the best way to find out about what you're doing? Where can they hear your music? Where can they kind of follow you guys to find out what's happening once what shows happen again?
2: Um, Instagram is usually the best, um, followed by Facebook, because now they're linked together in right. whatever that thing's called. It's kind of evil, evil business combine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like it uh, <laughs> those two um, you know what look up the Bloodshots Winnipeg on uh, YouTube and there's like we're the whole first page cool and um, yeah Spotify I right now we, we only... still
3: got one song on Spotify don't we Yeah, Hot is on
2: Spotify. We released that one about a year ago. Cool, cool. uh, Independent, so.
3: We had some of our stuff up, and then we ended up taking it down. And then anything that's coming out now will be all through the label. So we're not publishing any of our stuff anymore. Right. So all the old catalog is, I don't think it's up anymore. Okay. Anywhere, I think we have the one up sort of thing. But anything new that's going to come up is all coming through the label. So you won't see any of us, like, like putting songs out or anything like that it'll all be through like golden robots so. makes sense
0: yeah. yeah yeah do you still have old cds floating around or did you guys manage to sell all those off
3: i don't those even have gone. one
0: <laughs> yeah those <laughs> were gone really fast nice
2: we i think we we only yeah, did, did 500 fall. of them and they were they fucking gone in
0: no time collector's items so that was cool that's awesome yeah sorry collector's yeah, items yeah, yeah. Right on. I had one once yeah. upon
3: a time. I think I gave it away at a show or something. I don't know. Yeah, we had to had eventually like sell and, ours. I had hats and shirts and tons of stuff. Well, you're wearing your own merch right now. Like,
0: went. I know people can't hear, can't, yeah, can't well, see this, that, but this you're... one I haven't,
3: this one I haven't lost yet because this was a good one. But if anybody has any of my gear floating around there, and like, <laughs> I'll take it back. Like, there's a bunch of shirts and tons of stuff.
0: So, right on.